Warda is an original fantasy actual play podcast created by Ali Grauer and Drew Mershieski. It's one part Game of Thrones, two parts Downton Abbey, served on the rocks with a twist of Agatha Christie. Discover magic, mystery, and more than a little socio-political commentary along the way. The city holds thousands of stories. What will yours be? Welcome to System Mastery, the podcast where... You know what? I don't owe you an explanation. It's System Mastery, the podcast. Today we're reviewing Dead Earth, a game so bad that we need to go out for burgers after this review. Seriously, we need that light at the end of the tunnel to get through this. And they have to be really good burgers. System Mastery. Welcome back. I'm Jeff, joined as always by my illustrious co-host, John. John, how are you? Ooh, I'm illustrious. Yeah, you're illustrious. I'm not sure what illustrious is, but you're it. Ooh, it's when you're lustrious, but then also kind of sick. <laughs> you're illustrious. I'm illustrious. <laughs> so you're kind of like a sick lizard dude from the Warhammer Fantasy universe? Oh, wait, they've changed their names now. That'd have to be, you'd have to be an ill seraphon. Yes, I'm an ill seraphon. Ill seraphon sounds like a cool Spanish duelist guy or something. I am ill seraphon. Yeah. <laughs> Although that would be Italian. <laughs> Could be oh, El Serafon. Yeah, you're yeah. right. If he was Il Serafon, he'd have to be Italian. He'd have to be Italian. Yeah. Then he's a cool Italian ninja with drawings on his boobs. <laughs> drawings <laughs> on his boobs. You heard me. <laughs> you, you done heard me. I ain't stutter. <laughs> it's just you and me, boy. <laughs> it's you play a good game, boy. <laughs> it's just you and me and this Italian ninja with drawings on his boobs. <laughs> I am. <laughs> this is a bunch of nonsense. Boy, howdy. So uh, we're, we're reviewing Dead Earth, uh, a game from the, I want to say the late 90s, uh, that as far as I can tell was primarily released in print only in Wisconsin. Ah. Uh, so it's kind of a hot dish of a game. <laughs> Midwest. In that there's a bunch of tater tots and cheese sauce in the book. There's <laughs> so many. We open the book up and it just comes pouring right out of there. Yeah, just a just a slow tidal wave of starch and cheese. <laughs> That's basically me. <laughs> that was your nickname in high school. <laughs> it was it was real weird because they had to say the whole thing yeah. every time. Oh look, here comes the slow tidal wave of starch and cheese. <laughs> hi guys, oh, hi. <laughs> I brought candy. <laughs> hi guys, I've got the Rifts main book. <laughs> Who wants to play riffs with me? I'm going to be a zapper. As a treat, between rounds of the game, you can slap my belly and watch the wave roll across. (laughs) (laughs) You hold your ear up to my stomach, you can hear me slowly die. (laughs) Well, that's true of everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, So Dead Earth is one of those gritty post-apocalypse type games where... The, the apocalypse happened, and it's all like chemical and nuclear warfare has resulted in there being a grim cloud of gray over the earth, and most of the people in the world are dead. I feel like, honestly, a lot of what he was going for with this was like a, a grim, realistic version of Gamma World, because there's a lot of, like mutation nonsense that can make you be real weird well i mean to be to be fair the first six editions of gamma world were grim serious versions of gamma world they didn't realize that it could be fun and stupid until the seventh one (laughs) 
But I mean that the whole like randomness to your character is a very big part of this as well. Yeah, no, it's true. It, mutation plays a really big part in it. Uh, everyone is technically a human. Uh, it's it's very grim and gritty. I mean, it's almost hard to even describe exactly how grim this game is shooting for. Like most of the time, your character is supposed to be hard scrabbling their way towards either a little bit of legendary renown for having done something stupid or just death. And, and you know, you have to. Well, I mean, when the when the book starts out with the very first thing is read this or die. And you're oh, like, God. oh, good. I, I can tell the tone that this book is doing right away. Yeah, it's easy to forget the tone of this book. And but when you're making your way through like character creation, which we'll, we'll get to. Faces in a- past, walking fast. <laughs> Uh, okay, and then people are strange when you're a stranger. <laughs> I, no, I, okay, the there's parts where it'll be like, what's your maximum lifting capacity? Be honest. Could you carry a half-ton rocket launcher and a satellite dish and the back part of a Jeep? I said be honest. <laughs> and it's like, oh, calm down, dude. No, we, you, Bruh. You, you're not having a fun argument with me here. I am reading your book. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Character creation is relatively simple, but at the same time, extraordinarily dumb. Yeah. Uh, you start as a human, and you everything is randomly rolled except for gender, which they uh, graciously allow you to pick for yourself. They make a big point out of it. Yeah. It's like, uh, how, w- what are your stats? Well, your stats are stupid anyway. The, the three primary stats you have in this game are moves, resiliency, and strength. Yeah, and... You don't get any points in strength. Like, everything else you have to roll randomly for. Strength is just zero, and mm-hmm. maybe you might luck into a couple points here or there. Yeah. Uh, moves is a 2d6 roll, and it is what it sounds like it is, is the number of moves you can take during a round in combat. Except uh, moves aren't a one-to-one thing. It's like, you have to buy I want to do this move, and it costs four moves, or I want to do this attack, and it costs six moves. Yeah, and the way that works, we'll have to get to the combat in a bit, because it is some weird shit. It is it is a it's a weird offshoot. It's the hallucinogenia of of role playing games. It's some nonsense. Huh. Uh, but you roll two d six for the number of moves you can do in a turn. And John's right, you buy shit with them. So for example, I've got a big list of them here. You can do a back fist for four moves, or a ninety degree turn for one move, or a full Nelson for ten moves. <laughs> the amount of moves it takes to do some random nonsense is. Very strange to me. It's weird because a lot of it seems to be, it's not that it's a speed measurement, it's a power measurement. So, for example, uh, the next snap is 10 moves. Yeah. And that's, you've seen Steven Seagal movies, you know the next snap happens instantaneously. Yeah, it, it's weird because all of the, like, this costs a whole bunch of moves or whatever, is only for hand-to-hand stuff or melee. Yeah. Whereas once you get to the point where you're like, I shoot a guy, you're just like, okay, you shoot a guy, great. Yeah. This doesn't cost you extra moves to do anything unless you want a called shot. And there's no defenses against it or anything, so you, it's basically just shoot their armor and see if you kill them or not. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be a realistic thing that guns are scarier than hand-to-hand combat, but ultimately, it they're... I'm not kidding. There's a full like single page space list of these moves and what they cost to do. Like you can do a hammer fist for three moves if you're doing brawling, or for two moves if you're doing martial arts. Oh boy, yeah the <laughs> the whole moves thing is it's annoying because you would have to have that giant fuck off list of moves if you were doing anything at hand to hand because everything is different. There's no yeah. like I do a punch i do a kick it's all just like 
Oh, did you do a roundhouse kick? Did you do a snap kick? What kind of kick did you do? It's I've seen this a lot in older games where they're like, oh, you know, hand-to-hand combat's not dense enough. You know, you swing and you do your hand-to-hand damage. And, and they're like, but what if you did a punch or a kick? Fine, one does a D4 and the other does a D6. Uh-uh, because there's a difference between a snap kick and a half kick and a roundhouse. And it's like, yeah, I guess there probably is, but is your game granular enough where it fucking matters? And, uh, I mean, again, the problem with that is... It, Almost all of the time you end up getting into a situation like this where you're like, what do you have? I have 50 different moves that I can do hand-to-hand. What's the good one? Okay, great. I'll do that. And then you look at the other thing and it's like, what do you have for, like, melee? Oh, that's just swinging. Oh, I just swing a sword? You mean I don't have a whole bunch of weird moves for my sword? Yeah, it's like they just ran out of steam right about then. They were like, oh, well, what do you do with the sword? You swing it. Well, what about fainting and riposting? And and what if I want to do a dodge parry turn thrust strike? (laughs) What if I want to do a pommel strike instead of a regular strike? What if I'm stabbing? Oh, I want to do a cross guard smack with the basket hilt. <laughs> like, that kind of thing. But it's like, nah, you swing it in this book. There's, oh, yeah, same thing with guns. You just shoot. Yeah, either shoot or swing a sword, or there are 80 different punches and kicks you can choose from. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a weird choice. Now, resiliency, I am still hard-pressed to figure out what the shit that did exactly. Uh, you roll a d6 plus 3. It's supposed to be kind of your, I guess, a little bit of damage resistance and a little bit of rock and roll. It's your your beginning resiliency is sort of your like a inherent armor. Yeah, I guess that. Yeah, okay. So it's an inherent armor that things need to overcome in order to punch through and and get your hit points. Yeah, but you don't get it against guns. So only like hand to hand and melee take into account your resiliency. So if you get shot, it doesn't matter how tough you are. Mm-hmm. And you lose resiliency on getting hit? Yeah. Uh, so it's a little bit hit points and a little bit toughness and a little bit armor, and uh, it doesn't come up very often, it's, it, despite being all of those things, until you get to the combat system. Oh, yeah. Well, the the weirdest bit to me is the layout of this book is like, here's a the beginning of character creation. Here's a giant fuck-off 500-page table. This All book, right, now back to character creation. I, exactly. So the the third thing you have to know about is strength. Strength is equivalent to like your lifting and carrying capacity. It gets added to your punch damage and stuff. It's simple enough. It starts at zero, but radiations and skills can raise it above zero. At zero, you can lift about 30 pounds. Yep. So a starting character can lift about 30 pounds, unless they take some training and they get lucky with their radiations. What are these radiations I keep talking about? Well, out of a 400-page book, they are 285 of the pages. <laughs> It's so many pages of these radiation. It's a D1000 table, Mm -hmm. and each entry is like a small paragraph for Uh what the fuck it does. And it's single line. There's room for columns on every page. It's like they they set the whole thing to two-column format and then used one of the columns, and then sometimes the other column is bad art. Yeah, and it's only sometimes. It's not like, oh, we had to do it for this page because we had an art thing we wanted to put in there. It's every page, and then maybe they threw art in if they felt like it. My friend drew a, drew a traced sketch of a Playboy uh, model in a Boba Fett helmet. Let's put that in there. <laughs> I very badly photoshopped a lizard tongue onto this lady's mouth. Yeah, a lot of it's photography with, with Photoshop work done. This this lady's got a pot on her head. It's just, it's not that exciting. The uh, Before we get to into the radiations, because that's definitely going to be the meat of this review, because again, there are 1,000 of them, 
uh, and we're going to go over each and every one. John, All you, of them. You memorized them, right? Hey, you you know how much I love it when you go through a list just tediously one by one? There's nothing tedious about this list, John. <laughs> every one of them is super exciting. So good. But before we get to that, there's also the table C1 that you have to roll on. It tells you how old your you, age, your age, how how many skill points you have. Oh well, uh, yeah, your age determines it, a lot your, of your weight somehow. Modifiers. I, it's a big co- when I rolled on it, and I've got my notes here for my character because we did character creation in advance with this book because this is one of those books where you fucking have to. Uh, <laughs> it's when I rolled on it, I rolled about three times before it actually told me how old I was. First, I rolled like oh, a... oh, you rolled really high or really low. Then I, d- I did. I rolled like a, a seven, and then I rolled a ninety-six, and then I rolled like a thirty-eight. So it was like, you get a bunch of extra skill points. Fuck, great. Now i got to add extra skill points. I don't want to do that. Oh, see, the uh, the thing for me is I only ever rolled in the middle because I, I sort of fucked around when I was first reading through this to be like, all right, I'm not going to actually make the character, but I'm going to do some rolls just to see sort of what happens. And every time I got in the middle, because a character has to be between the ages of 16, 16 and 60. 60. Yeah. So if you roll between 16 and 60, that's your age. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it will give you a number of skill points. You get more the higher your age is, but you also start like losing moves and resiliency as you get older. Yeah, I kept track of this. So I rolled a 92 first. I added 1d6 to an attribute and rolled again. At the time, I had not figured out what moves and resiliency do, but I was pretty sure that since moves said this is the number of moves you can make in combat, that it's a busted dumb mechanic. So I added a d6 to my to my moves. There you go. Then I rolled again, and I got a 10, which added 50 skill points, and then I had to roll again. So I did that, and then I rolled a 39, and that gave me minus one moves, and I was like, who cares? I already I got an extra six. Huh. Uh, 650 skill points plus a d6 times 10 skill points plus 2d6 radiations. Yay. That's it's a lot of shit to think about. Then you have to roll your height, which is forty eight inches plus sixty six inches. Yep. And then you have to cross reference your height and weight to see if you get bonuses or well, penalties. You have to roll five d six, and then multiply that result by your height, mm-hmm. and then take that to a chart, and then the chart tells you how much you weigh. Mm-hmm. And it is just ridiculous. And then you have to take the weight you have, then go back to another chart that shows your height, and then find your height and weight Mm cross-reference, and then that tells you what your bonus or penalty to resiliency, moves, and strength is. That is correct. It takes forever, and it's so weird. It is the dumbest shit ever for... Like, when normally you'd be like, oh, height and weight is just sort of a descriptor for your character who gives a shit. It's like... saying what your like hair color is exactly but in this book it's really important oh yeah it 100 percent might just fuck you up if you're like oh i rolled really bad and it turns out i'm like minus three resiliency just because fuck it i'm tiny now here's the problem with all this you go through all this nonsense so many random rolls you finally get to pick your gender you're still not done yet because step five i think is choose one of the following four bonuses add a bonus to your skill points add a couple dots to your to one of your stats uh, get a little bit taller and yeah, you, the, you choose one of those the worst one is it gives you three different options for what to do mm-hmm. and the first one is roll a d6 and add it to one of these and so when you look at that and you look at something like oh, I, resiliency right. great or shielding which is your chance to not your be chance, hit by radiation yeah, effects. Yeah, occasionally something will happen and your DM will be like, hey, you have to roll percentile because there's a 45% chance that you'll get irradiated and roll on the radiation table and your shielding just directly reduces that percentage chance. Yes, yeah. 
But then there are ones where it's like, roll for a D6 add-on to weight? I'm like, wait, hold on. So if I if I have like, uh, my weight is 190, I rolled a D6, now I'm 192, did that change anything? No. Great. <laughs> also skill points, where skill points cost a minimum of 10 to buy a brand new skill, but if you roll a D6 and add to your skill points, ooh, maybe you'll get two skill points. Oh no, that's the good one, is because it's D6 times, times 10. Yeah, that's good then. Uh, okay, so... You get to choose a couple of different uh, bonuses and your gender and so on. And then, remember how I mentioned earlier that my character got 2d6 radiations? Well, I rolled a 9. The way these work is you roll a d1000 and go get the radiation you have. Uh, oh, one more note. I'm sorry. I, I know I keep pushing off on the radiations. One more note. There's a thing in there that says uh, if you rolled too low on any of your stats, you're welcome to, to kill your character and start again. But... Big caveat, John. There's a big butt. Oh, yeah. There's a huge butt in there. You can only try to make a character three times. Yeah. The book, I mean, as I mentioned in the beginning when it's like, read this or die, and it gives you the intro to the game, and it really wants to be like, hey, I'm I'm the god of this game, and welcome to fucking hell, noobs. You're yeah. going to go through the, the most painful process ever, and you better follow these rules or I'll come to your house and kick you in the nards. Role-playing is a cheese grater of pain, but at the end, maybe you'll be able to eke some small amount of joy out of the fact that you did better than your dumb fuck friends. Yeah, and then <laughs> that's pretty much what this is going for. Mm-hmm. But but then it gives you this thing where it's like you can't just keep rolling characters till you get a good one. You can try three times max. And so here's let me tell you a little story about how I made my my bonus. Let me content. tell you a little story all about how. Yeah, my life got flipped, turned upside down because I tried to roll a character in this game, <laughs> and uh, I got he, he, he exploded three times. <laughs> and then <laughs> no, here's what happened. I, I I went through all that shit of making my starter character. I had I know I had nine radiations to roll. I rolled my first radiation. I rolled like a 315 or something. Uh, it was expired. You are dead. Yay. I was like, okay, that's one character down. Let's start again. And I go through all the same fucking process and shit. I roll a new thing. Head explodes. You are dead. I was ah. like, okay, great. Well, the next character I roll has to be my character because I'm not allowed to make a fourth one. Roll through all the shit. Get to the end. Uh, murderous rampage. You have to kill everyone until someone kills you. And they do. You're dead. Ah. Good. I was like, okay, well, now what? Do I not get to make a bonus content character? Is Dead Earth going to come for me? <laughs> well, well what at do that I... point, you're like, you're not allowed to play Dead Earth now. I'm not allowed to play Dead Earth ever again, or at least until the next session where I get three more tries. Huh. And I was like, I can't deal with it. So I tried a fourth time because I'm like, I got to make another character. I'm starting a new campaign now. I have to make a character, so I have something to bring to the fans. And I rolled a radiation on the table that was like, you can skip radiations you roll in the future. And I was like, finally, I made it. I did it. I did it. I got it. I got through, and now I can make make it my way through this. It was like, but each time you do this, you have to cut your resiliency by some number. And I had a resiliency of five. <laughs> and then I rolled, you are dead, five times. <laughs> this took me forever to make a character in this game because it kept just killing me with this stupid table. Speaking of the stupid table, let's get started. <laughs> so here's a here's a short list of the things you'll find on this radiation table. Uh, things that are actually stuff that radiation might do to you, like, you know, you die, or you've got a blood poisoning, or you're weakened, or, or irradiated in some way. Oh, yeah. I mean, you'll get things that are just like, what is this? You got boils, or you got, like, some sort of problem with, like, your arm has withered, or yeah. your shitty eyesight, or something like that. It'll just fuck you up in some you're, way. You're rendered infertile, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole lot of them that are meta-references, to, to or meta-categories. Like, the very, I think the second one you roll is, like, 
like uh, diseased, and it's like go get the following eleven other radiations, and you have all of them now. That is my fucking least favorite thing in this book. Mm-hmm. Is occasionally you'll roll on something, and it'll be like, "Hey, you have the one that I hate the most." Is seven deadly sins is one of the things you can roll. It's one of the very first ones you can roll too, and it makes it so that you go get the seven rolls on the table that are the seven deadly sins. So it's like, okay, great. Now you have pride and gluttony and lust and so on. Yeah, you're so slothful. And you just get all of them, and it's just a joke. Yeah, and the thing is with that, at that point you're like, all right, well, this character is unplayable if you rolled one of these. You may as well have rolled dead, because now you have seven different things that are like, okay, well, you can't do this, but you have to do this. You can't do that, but you need to do this. And you're like, okay, great, whatever. I may as well be an if-then statement that plays a role-playing game. So that's that's one whole category. There are dozens of those. There are the ones that just kill you, yeah. and I'd say that there's maybe 70 to 100 of those just in the book. I never rolled one of those. I, I rolled a bunch on these tables, never got a single one. And there's there's plenty of them, they're, and they're all simple stuff, like you expire, or resting in peace, or you're a ghost now, or roadkill, where it's just, what, do you, what happened? You're dead, roll, you have to start a new character. You shouldn't have rolled this. Yeah. So those that, that makes up a whole huge category. One thing I thought was interesting was that the uh, the marketing material for this book, which I found when I was looking for art to use for like the preview pictures and stuff, uh-huh. was uh, w- Dead Earth, We Eat Lightning and Crap Napalm, literally. So I was like, oh, okay, so there actually are superpowers in the book. So I used a find statement to find it in my copy of the PDF. There's no mention of the word napalm anywhere in the entire book. Lol. And the only mention of lightning is what happens if lightning kills you. <laughs> there are no powers for eating lightning or crapping napalm. I apologize for people who are disappointed in this situation. <laughs> yeah, there really isn't almost anything that the radiation table is going to give you that's like superpowers. No. it's The next category is jokes. Oh my god. I there is the one that I really need to get to and I don't know if it, it's going to go under the joke category. Is it the one it's about Freudian? Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I was going to say Freudian, the one about butts. Well, it's fucking the very first time that I went through this book and like I said, I I was just sort of rolling on tables to see, you know, what kind of things could happen. The very first roll I got was Freudian and it's hey, you have to determine what your like self-esteem is if you're a guy Roll 2d6. That's how big your wiener is. And if it's small, you lose some stats. But if it's big, you gain stats. Okay, great. If you're a lady, roll for how nice your butt is. Yeah, if you roll low, you have a big butt. If you uh, if you roll high, you have a nice tight butt. And it's not even a big butt. It's a flabby butt. Well, yeah, but it's still, the end is is small, tight butt is the maximum stat points you can get from it. Which, again, which is, is just is, putting is, his... Putting oh, yeah. his this dude's fetish is on display. It's anytime, uh, like in Fatal or any of the other things, it's, what do you think is pretty? Okay, that's what it is now. Yeah. In the in the far distant irradiated future, people like high, tight butts. That's what they want. No one has ever wanted that. I mean, I guess some people the high do. and tight. Yeah, it's just not. A, but anyway, moving on from that. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's still like, how bad's your butt? It messes with your self-esteem. Yeah, and it's. A fucking huge paragraph that it has to explain all about your dick or your butt and the bonuses or penalties that lie therein. Yeah, no, every time you see a joke like that in this book, it's this huge complex list of shit where about about two sentences in, you're like, oh, I get it. It's a joke about fucking whatever. But then you're still reading it. It's still just a fucking shat. It's like your friend started telling the pink ping pong ball joke. <laughs> and you're like, I know this joke. And he's like, yeah, yeah, hang on, hang on. The girl wanted for her birthday... 
a pink ping pong ball. And her dad was like, why do you keep wanting these? She, she was like, I'll tell you someday. And you're like, no, I've, I've heard the joke. I'm gonna, I, get, I'm, I know what it is. I'm just going to skip ahead. And he's like, but don't wait, hold on, hold on, because it's different than you think. Because you see, for her next birthday, and you're like, you're like ah, st- fucking stop. That's, that's what every book in, uh, joke in this book is. You're just like, fucking stop it. Like just because the, they have they have to set rules to it. Yeah, I mean there is. I think the longest one I saw in there was estrogen treatment. Oh yeah, that one's fucking enormous. Yeah, it's like half a page long. Yeah, and it's basically just see how much estrogen is in your system. It, roll a d6 to see how heavily estrogened you are. If you roll a one, you get the following list of bil- abilities that are, are, are uh, radiations from elsewhere in the book, like you know, grumpy and fertile and so on. If you roll a two, you get those plus you get this next list. And if you roll a three, you get those plus this next list. And, and you know, by the end, it's like, if you've rolled a six, you have to go get ex- insane rage because women be having periods. Yeah. And you're just God like, no, I damn. get it. Yeah, it's so rough. It's just, oh, I think at a certain point, you have to go get lesbian, too. Yeah, there's, like, the low-end one. You're like, oh, what is this? Oh, you're a lesbian in a homebody. And you're like, what? <laughs> what is the it? fuck did you just do? What is happening? It's so... And, and the problem is you get the, it's like, okay, yeah, it's a sexist joke about estrogen. Sure, I get it. But then you, you're you like, oh, got a, I got another half page of this? Yeah, and you just have to keep going because whatever you happen to roll on that shit is going to make you now look up four different other radiation things, mm-hmm. which you have to go find. And when I brought up Seven Deadly Sins, the reason that pissed me off more than any of the other ones is at least half of those Seven Deadly Sins also make you go get other things <laughs> from the radiation table. It's like, what are you? Oh, you're slothful. That means you also have to go get the tired radiation, which is 732 plus, and you're like, no, stop. Don't make me get like 40 different fucking things for rolling one thing on your table. Okay, the next category is ones that don't do anything. There are, I want to say, 10 of them or so. Oh, there are there are enough on here where it's like, what is this? Uh, it does nothing. Who it's, gives it, a shit? it's just that we really wanted this to be a D1000 table. Like, okay, numbers 82 through 86, in, or, or, I'm sorry, uh, 882 through 886 on the list are literally nothing. They're variations on the word nothing. If you roll nothing, the first one is empty, and the, the description is literally empty. It means it has nothing in it. And then you move on to the next thing. And he goes, nothing. This one does nothing. Not. This is a synonym of nothing. Nil. This is a synonym of both not and nothing. And it goes on like that for for about seven entries. Great. So that's just fucking, here's a joke for you. Have a good, enjoy this. Oh, yeah. But even some of the ones that you think might do something still don't have rules for it. Yes. They're like, several it'll be of those. Like, oh, you're a whatever. And then it doesn't tell you what the rule is. There's several. Okay, next category. There are several that are something that radiation would not do to you. And this is a great example of a crossover because one of the ones that I rolled for my bonus character is rumor. There is a rumor about you. Yep. Oh, there's. Fucking one of the ones that I have in my bonus character is straight up just quest. You are trying to accomplish a goal, and if you do, you get renowned. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's what happened when I got irradiated. I got irradiated, and, and, and as a result... all of a sudden, I have a quest that also gets me renowned. I got irradiated, and now there's a rumor about me. Yeah, okay. Okay, another category is the rights. Uh, there are ten of them. Or maybe more. One, there's one uh, one power or radiation you can roll that is you get all these rights. But, oh yeah, there's a whole bunch of rights of whatever. Yeah, rights of mutilation, rights of beautification. They just go. They're basically the only things in here that are superpowers, and they only work by saying like, okay, you get you have to spend several minutes doing a crazy thing, and as a result, you get a bonus to something, and that's what it is. Yeah, 
and there's a bunch of those. Uh, what else are categories in here? There is ones that don't do anything unless you have another one, a very specific other one. Uh, one of them I saw was called like darkened and it was like, this doesn't do anything unless you also have coma, in which case you become a catatonic vegetable. Yeah. There's several things in here like that where it's just, oh, it's would be under the category of this does nothing, mm-hmm. but occasionally it'll say, oh, if you also have this, you're dead. Yeah. Like, okay, good. Thanks. Great. So there's a one in a thousand chance I might die later. Good. I'm glad that that happened. Uh, there's a bunch of meta category references where there'll be things like irradiated, roll twice on the radiation table. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of those. Uh, roll ag- or what was the other one? Uh, breed between the lines. Roll another radiation and take the radiation that's above and below that radiation instead of that radiation. Ugh. Uh, there's a bunch that are that force your character to act in certain ways, uh, and one of them has a particularly egregious name that definitely needs to be talked about, uh, which is happiness in slavery. Yeah, well, happiness in slavery is you can't get skill points anymore. Yeah, you can't get better because you enjoy doing the things you're already doing. Yeah, you're like, oh, what is this? Oh, I don't want to learn anything. I just want to be shitty forever. But there's a lot of them that are things like, oh, roll 3d6 and 1d6. Your stats cannot go above the 3d6 value, and they cannot go below the 1d6 value. So they're just kind of there's stri- uh, strictures that your character is now following. Yeah, the the amount of things in this book was, you could tell that at some point they just gave up and were like, I don't know, we'll throw dumb shit in there, and it doesn't matter Well, I can all. tell you, one of the ones I rolled for my bonus character is a terrible joke, and it's so terrible. I'm saving it for the bonus content. If you want to hear the, the worst joke in this book, you're going to spend a dollar. Huh. That's 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 how it is. But uh, I, when I rolled it, I was like, Ugh, I wish someone shot a dove right now. <laughs> <laughs> just, I know what this is, and I hate it. And, and it, there's just, it, it just goes on for forever. You're, you're just still going through it. The last category I want to talk about is way too random for no goddamn reason. Mm. Like, uh, I, one of the ones I rolled for my character was treasury. Roll a d6. You get a d6, d6s of skill points. Uh. It's like, you can't just, just make it 66. Don't make me roll a D6 and then roll that many D6s. This is so annoying. <laughs> uh, so, or one of them that was like, on a one through one in six chance, you gain a D6 skill points every two D6 seconds for the next two D10 round or two D6 rounds. Yeah, the, the book is definitely of the opinion that nothing needs to be a set number. Mm-hmm. Everything that you could get from something has to be a random roll. Yeah, anytime they finish something with a one, they're like, uh, D6. Yeah, let's just put a quick... Let's just put a quick D6 on that a, bad boy. Let's just get a little D6 on there. If they were like, well, I think this should probably give you about four points, they're like, how about it gives you a, a D6? Yeah, that seems a little different. Uh, it's just one of, the, it's one of those old-school role-playing opinions where random is actually role-playing. That's what role-playing is. It's rolling a bunch of random numbers. Well, yeah, I mean, the book tells you when it's like, oh, you could just die from whatever in this game... But that's the real world. That random shit happens, and you got to deal with it. Yeah. Maybe you have a shitty character, but hey, that's where role-playing comes from. And you're like, no, it isn't. Role-playing doesn't come from dying during character creation, you dumb shits. Also, role-playing doesn't come from having a character that is literally useless. Yeah. No, I mean, people are always like, oh, it's a challenge. It's a role-playing challenge. No, no, it's not any different of a role-playing challenge. No, it's just... Now you're role-playing a character that is garbage instead of one that is good. You were going to role-play either way. 
Like, unless you're one of those people that's like, oh, no, if my character's good, I don't ever say anything aside from, I kill that guy. Yeah. I mean, if there's two guys in a play and one of them is a bad guy, it's not harder to act him. It's just different. Uh, it's, it's, it's the most pervasive, stupid thing about old role-playing games is this. this uh, if your character sucks, well, I rolled that's... a three for my stat, and that means I've got a, a real challenge ahead of me. My role-playing is going to be a little more nuanced than yours. I think one of the things I always see about this is people saying, like, oh, you rolled a low strength. Well, that's a role-playing experience. How are you going to overcome your low strength? What they're really saying is, if you roll a low stat, your new job in the game is to engineer situations where you don't have to use your stats... That's or, all it is. It's just get away from the book. You're winning. No, or it's you rolled it for a social one, and it's like, oh, you rolled a three for charisma? Well, I get, guess you're farty stink, so yeah. the man who hates everyone. You're or, Ragey McFart Fart. You rolled a three for intelligence? I hope you enjoy walking around going, oh, <laughs> It's not a role-playing experience or a time for you to start role-playing. It's, hey, guys. I rolled poorly on this stat. It's now time for me to be annoying. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, so, anyway, uh, that is definitely a major concern to be found throughout this book. Uh, the book can, oh, you want to hear an example of how terrible this book is about role-playing or what it thinks it is? There's, you have to roll your starting money at the beginning of the game. You roll 3d6 times 100 of what are called standards. That's the unit of currency. And the first S is a dollar sign. Oh, well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, so, so the first S, not the, not the last S. So you, you have your dollar tandards. Um, oh, you gave away my character's name. Good old dollar tandards. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to ruin your character. <laughs> so dollar tandards, you get 3D6 times 100 of these. There's a gear list in the back of the book with money, but the book says don't you just go buy that shit because the very first thing you need to do in this game is haggle for your gear with your DM. That's probably why you need to buy up in the haggle skill. Yeah, you should probably put skill points into haggle before you even start this game because you have to sit there and haggle with your DM for your starting equipment. Oh, and don't think that just because someone on your team has a good haggle skill that you can lean on them. Oh, no, you bought this before you ever met them. Couldn't you start the game by saying, I buy nothing, and then I have $1,300 tandards, and then I, then I talk to my buddy with the haggle skill? Oh, no, because if you start the game with nothing, I'm going to make the game start in the middle of the wastes, and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> huh, Mr. Smart Guy? Yeah. I'm the DM, and fuck you, buddy. <laughs> I mean, literally, this whole game is several hundred pages of excuses to tell your players, fuck you, no. That's all it is. It's like, if your players try this, just say fucking this. Just, oh, oh your player's like, oh, I made a good roll. My skill happened. Oh, it's opposite day. It didn't happen. <laughs> a I'm, dog farts on you. I, I mean, we've gone over the fact that we hate the whole adversarial GM thing. Mm -hmm. But the fact that this book is so ridiculously gleeful but also stupid about it is yeah. what makes it really offensive to me. Like, I can see adversarial GM working as a fun conversational exercise if you threw a couple of layers in there. You know, like, if I'm like, hey, John, I'd like to go to the store. My character tries to go to the store, and you're like, okay, well, I guess you go outside, and it's there's jelly for sidewalks. And, you know, it's you start kind of creating a, 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 even an absurdist narrative, sure, but a narrative, if, if this book is more... John, my character, attempts to go to the store. There are no stores. Stores don't exist anymore. Your character dies. <laughs> I need it's, you to roll on the radiation table real quick. It's just a one-page call and response. You try to do something. You fucking die. It, God, I fucking hate this. It's real bad. And this is just character creation. One last thing to character. Oh, I guess there's still skills, too, but there's renown. Renown is your experience point system. 
It's uh, not even your experience point system. Skill points are your experience point system. Yeah, that's true. Renown is just how long until your character is done. Yeah, because if you get to 25 Renown, this is great. If you get to 25 Renown, your character retires because they're a legend. And you are encouraged to send your character via email to an email address in the book so they can be placed on the website, that, uh, the Dead Earth website's Wall of Legends. And the very luckiest ones will be featured in a future book, the List of Legends of, of Dead Earth. Oh, boy. Did that ever come out? Probably not. I don't assume so. No, I, I, I didn't do the research, but I mean, the there website it is. is down. If you get your character to level 25, you can email them. Oh, boy. Can I, Honestly, can... there's one of the radiation things, which is just email us anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was, that was kind of a fun thing that existed in the book. So, skill system. The, the game has 100 garbage. The, the, the it has 99 skills. 99 skills. And, and a bitch ain't one. Uh, the, <laughs> the system in here is you have a progressively more expensive uh, for every D6. Every skill starts at 2D6. Mm-hmm. And then if you want more, you have to pay for it. And mm-hmm. it doubles every time. So to go to 3D6 is 10. And then it's 30 to go to 4D6 and... 70 to go to 5d6. Oh, because you're, you're progressively counting. You're progressively yeah. doubling yeah. the cost it's every 10, time. It's 10, 20, 40, 80. So to get to a, a skill that's at 66, which is the maximum, it costs you about 150. Yep. Uh, now, your character, on average, will have like between 170 and about 700 skill points, depending on how old they are. Um, so you can't get that many max skills. So that's not the point of the game. No. Going to a 6d6 and spending 150 points on it is... Like, oh, I, I maybe have, like, two of these, and then I ran out of skill points. John, we got to tell him about natural ability slash natural inability? Oh, no. I was getting to it. Okay. I really want to hear your take on this, because you're usually the skill-friendly guy. I, I fucking, goddamn. As I, a function of character creation. There are, as I said, 99 skills, which mm-hmm. is already way the fuck goddamn too many. But <laughs> not only do you have all of those skills to go through and look at, but now you have to determine whether any of them are natural abilities for you or natural inabilities. And that means if something is a natural ability and you roll to do that because you'll just take your number of D6s and add them together, Mm -hmm. if you roll a 1 and it's a natural ability for you, you re-roll the 1. If you get another 1, you keep it, but you can re-roll 1s on your first roll if it's a natural ability for you. Yes, if you're naturally talented at, say, outright lying or hork, or whatever other skill there is in the book, then you can re-roll ones once. And if you are a natural inability, it's the same thing, but you re-roll sixes and have to take it. Mm-hmm. So you have to go through all 99 skills. At the roll- start? During character creation. Oh, yeah, because you have to figure this out before you do anything. Yeah. You roll 2d6 for every single skill on a 2 it's a natural inability on a 12. It's a natural ability. And you either put a plus or a minus next to the skill for, am I good or bad at this? Mm-hmm. So you basically, what is that? That's that's rolling a, a 99 2d6s for a, a 1 in 32 chance of having to write anything down each time. Well, uh, slightly better than that because it's 2 or 12. No, I know. Just... Normally it's a 1 in 64 to roll a 12 and a 1 in 64 to roll a 2. And I, I t- 2 to 64, 1 to 32, 1 in 32 chance of anything happening at all. I thought it was one in thirty-two for either a two or a twelve. Uh, yeah, yeah, because it's a, a one in sixty-four for the t- for the two and the one in sixty-four for the twelve. You oh, say- see, I thought I didn't think it was one in sixty-four to roll one of them. I thought it was thirty-two to roll one of them. I'm pretty sure it's. Uh, you know what? Someone's going to tell us it's not even sixty-fours or thirty-twos or something, and we're just being idiots. <laughs> so let's let's stop doing math. And assume- hey, guys, we don't do math. Hey, guys, we apologize. Hi. 
This is John here. No math. <laughs> Hi, this is Jeff. We've had a lot of fun today. <laughs> but it's time to talk about the real lesson here. Kids, <laughs> get your parents. Don't do math. Tell your parents not to do math. <laughs> Don't smoke math. <laughs> Never do math. Not even <laughs> once. <laughs> Wine before beer, don't do heroin. <laughs> that's that's my motto. <laughs> okay, uh, so anyway, you have to roll 99 2d6s to see if you have these little minor chances of a random thing happening on every single skill in the game. Now, could they have just abstracted that and said, pick a few of these to be rad- natural abilities and inabilities? That wouldn't be role-playing, you dumb shit. Don't try that. Oh, yeah, especially because you can get things where it's very weird that you would be good or bad. Like, you could go... Oh, what are you? I'm amazing at physics. All right. But I'm also awful at math. All yeah. right. Yeah. And, and of course, math is a prerequisite for physics because this game has prerequisites in its skills. Hey, guys, I'm great at biology, but I'm bad at anything having to do with biology. And you're like, <laughs> wait, what? I'm the best at biology, but taxonomy? Get the fuck out. I don't even know what that is. Like, <laughs> Hold on. What is going on here? The random roll things is just... It's weird. It's weird and silly. Well, it takes too long. Characters take for... It, it takes so long to make a character that will randomly die the moment they set foot outside their fucking hut. Yeah, this I mean... Is, like, I already made the Shaggy Dog reference, but this whole book is a Shaggy Dog joke. It should be that you do your... I mean, you do your radiations before you do your... Er, yeah. No, yeah, you, you do radiation. radiations after skills. Yeah. Because you have to determine all your skills, because then some radiations can determine if you get more or less skills or whatever. Uh-huh. So you're supposed to do skills first, even though radiations come first in the book, which means before that first roll that might just kill you on the radiation table... You have to roll 99 2d6s, and then you're like, all right, now radiation. I died. Well, fuck me. I'm starting again. <laughs> time to make a new character and roll 2d6 99 times again. This game really does distill down what most players or, or people really do love about role-playing games, which is that they're big books of self-enjoying masturbation of character creation. Are you ever going to run this character? Of course not, but it sure is fun to roll dice and write down numbers on graph paper. Yep, that's it. Boy, I I sure loved rolling a random table a lot, which I've mentioned. I fucking love random tables. That's why when I was reading through the book, I started rolling on the random tables just to see, mm-hmm. because I fucking love that shit. But the more I rolled, the more I realized, oh, this is just... This is just sadness. This is a sadness table. So, several of the skills have prerequisites. Uh, so, like, for example, if you would like to wear wield two weapons, you have to raise one type of weapon all the way up to 66, and then you're allowed to take paired weapon in that weapon as a different skill, and now when you're using that weapon, or using two of them, you use the paired weapon skill instead of the single weapon skill. But it starts at 2d6, and you have to buy that up again. Yes. Uh, so... Uh, uh, most of the things that aren't weapon are you just need a 46 in the prerequisite. Mm-hmm. But, again, just like in the radiation table where it was like, oh, you get, you rolled this, which means you also get this radiation, and then you go look at that radiation, and it says you also get this radiation, mm-hmm. you'll be like, okay, what do you want? Well, I want to have forensics. All right, well, for that, you need biology and physics and chemistry. All right, well, what are those needs? Well, biology you can get, chemistry you need math, physics you need math, but you also need reason okay what do i need for reason well reason you need intuition all right what do i need for intuition for intuition you need senses yeah fuck (laughs) what the shit it takes so long and and for for reference when you're looking at the skill list it doesn't say any of that it it says parentheses p close parentheses to let you know that there is some prerequisite yeah you (laughs) i found a quick chart uh, for what prerequisites are. Mm-hmm. So it just had the full list of things, and then next to each one it showed the prerequisites. That's not in the book. I had to look that up online. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So why don't we talk about how combat works in this book? Uh, so combat, as we mentioned, you do your moves, and each move takes a certain number of moves. Before the beginning of any given combat round, you choose all the moves you're going to do to use up your move track. And you write them all down in a little list where each one of them is segmented based on the number of moves it has. Well, you have to do it in reverse initiative order, because mm-hmm. you're going to do initiative, mm-hmm. and then lowest initiative has to declare all of the moves they want to do, and then so on up the line until the person with the highest initiative gets to choose by looking at what everyone else has done. Uh-huh. Uh, And you can defend things. You can drop moves you were going to do to defend against moves that are being done to you. Yep. So you'll just sort of refund the moves you would have used on a given thing in order to do that. And and, uh, it's not that you're rolling against target numbers that are set by the other player. Uh, There are difficulties for dodging attacks against you based on the strength of your dodge and the strength of the attack against you. So, for example, if someone punches you with like a a 4d6 brawling punch attack, then the defense you have to roll with your own defense is like uh, a 15 or higher. So on whatever your own defense is, you have to roll a 15 or higher on it to get out of that attack. Yeah. Now, keep in mind that that means if you're rolling four dice, you're not going to get out of it. No. Which means get, defense is a real pain in the ass. No, the the problem with the uh, difficulty chart for skills is your standard person is going to have probably a 46 in any skill that they're like, I'm pretty good at this. Mm-hmm. You know, if I didn't invest literally all of my skill points in something to get it up to like 66, then I'll, I'll be probably a four on whatever. Because that's what you need, like, prerequisites for things. Uh-huh. At that point, you're not even going to get past, like, the standard difficulty yeah, of 15. The, the average difficulty is 15. The average roll on 4d6 is, what, 12? Uh, on 4d6 is 14. It's 14. Okay. So so more than half the time, people fail at average difficulty tasks. Uh, easy difficulty is 9. You're still failing that, like, 30% of the time. It's uh, it, it, They didn't do the math right, no. effectively. It's... It's very, very bad. All of the difficulties are, like, basically a step higher than whatever the D6s you would have for that. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, oh, I've got 3D6, and now I have to get a 9. Okay, well, shit. I have 46. Well, you have to get a 15 for an average. Now, if you're thinking that's just because you guys forgot to factor in the obvious bonuses the game has to give you for whatever your thing is, no, we didn't. There aren't any. There's no bonuses. There aren't even really penalties. It's just you roll your dice and you probably fail. Uh-huh. That's that's all there is for that. That's what this game is. Roll some dice and you probably fail may as well be the tagline for this game. Yeah. Uh, now, you need to give up a number of moves on your track that you were planning to do your combo for the turn, equivalent to the moves that are being swung against you to defend against it. So, And you have to organize your moves in terms of smallest move to heaviest move, because every character has to combo in terms of, like, jab, jab, medium, fierce. Yeah, like that's that's a rule you have to do. So you can you can defend against those jabs, but not the fierce and so on. Now, another thing that might just straight fuck up your little track of what moves you're trying to do is if you get hit with a melee attack, there is a stun value that might happen. Mm-hmm. If you get stunned over whatever your uh, resiliency and your armor has a soak value for stun damage, but if it gets over that then you took stun and stun comes right off of whatever move you were going to do so if it's like i punch you and then you were going to try and punch me but i punched you and it stunned you so now you can't punch me mhm and so initiative is very very important in this game yeah because if i can go first and hit you which it's going to be hard for you to dodge then again it's going to be hard for me to hit you as well because everyone's failing every time they roll anything mhm so okay let's say that someone punches you because inevitably they will because uh, it's very easy to punch people in this game 
here's how hit points work. There are 71 of them. Uh, every character starts with 71 hit points, no matter what their resiliency is or anything like that. Uh, spread out among about 11 or 12 different body locations. Uh, so, for example, your head has six, or th- four hit points on it uh, automatically. There's, not, there's no change to that. The only way it can possibly change is some of the radiations are things like headache. You lose one hit point from your head. There's no way to get hit points back in this game. No. Um, I mean, there's there's healing, healing but... But if you lose one from radiation, it's just gone forever. You just yeah. cross it out. So if you're like, my character has a leg wound from radiation, knock a hit point off leg, it's done. Yeah. The the hit location tables have a D100 for if you're shooting, you hit a random area unless you're trying to called shot. Mm-hmm. To called shot is four extra moves. It isn't more difficult. It just takes four extra moves. And if you are doing melee... You are automatically called shot, which is the dumbest motherfucking thing I've ever seen because one of the areas is heart, which has two hit points. Normally, you would only be able to hit it on a one out of a D100 roll, Mm -hmm. but if every single time I get to attack with a melee, I can just choose where I hit, it's always heart because it only has two hit points, and if it loses both hit points, you die. Uh Uh-huh. So that wasn't very well thought out. No, the fact that you are always called shot in melee just means, what do you do? I run up to a dude with a sword and I stab him in the heart every time. Every single time. Forever. That's all I ever do. No one ever (laughs) takes a wound to an arm. No one ever takes a wound to a leg. No one gets hit in the torso. Everyone is just stabbed through the heart forever done. So here's a fun thing. You can put armor on all 12 of the body locations except for heart, which shares its armor with torso. Uh, Armor is is, does a couple different things. Uh, It eats damage before you do sometimes sometimes attacks just penetrate your armor and it doesn't do anything well the armor fucking you can have up to six dots in every single location yeah it gives you the dots in armor are every time something gets through your armor you lose uh, a dot in it Mm -hmm. so however many dots it has like let's say i've got four dots of armor in uh my chest then you look at what it's shock and damage value that it will reduce by so if it's like oh i shot you you take seven damage all right well this blocks four of it okay you take three damage Mm -hmm. then you also lose one point of your armor in that location specifically yeah and as soon as you run out of points of armor the armor is worthless yes and that's but armor is entirely sectional so if you lose torso armor completely it's worthless but it's fine you're just torso armor falls off and you still have like shoulder armor on yeah Although, honestly, at that point, you're like, well, what did you buy at character creation? I bought the best armor for chest and head, mm-hmm. and now there's an incentive for someone to maybe try and hit me in an arm. <laughs> so, Or what they could do is just take the armor penetration skill, which gives them a calculation they can do every time they hit anybody in combat with anything to see if they can just skip your armor step. Ugh. So that's fun. Uh, now, the 71 hit points that every character starts with are spread out. They're not... They're diverse, basically, or, or diffuse. So you have to keep track of all of them individually at each body location in terms of little dots. You also need to keep track of how many you have in total, because at 41 hit points, you start suffering penalties because you're maimed, and at 30 hit points, you're dead. Yeah, at 30 hit points, your body just sort of gives out, and unless you have uh, like hospital-level medical treatment immediately, you just die. Mm-hmm. So uh, in order to keep track of that, that means you have to write down 71 on your character sheet, and every time you take hit points, you, all, you need to erase it from the location and also subtract it from your 71, just to make sure that you keep track of whether or not you are maimed or dead. 
Yeah, it's not just that I have to go like, all right, I've got two wounds in a leg, I've got three wounds in a right arm, uh, i got one wound in my torso and whatnot. I have to keep track individually as well as overall. Mm-hmm. It's so, garbage. Good times. Fun design. Great for everybody. Ugh. There's a big list of boring gear. Would you like to see how much it costs to buy a can of beans? Would you like to know that, that, in fact, you need to feed and water your slaves? Great. There's the gear list for you. Have fun. Oh, yeah. And most of the stuff that you would want, there's also rarity qualities for everything. And anything that isn't like a big stick is... Oh, this is at least uncommon. Mm -hmm. Like, the only common things are stuff like a club, or a stick, or a rock. Like, great, those are common. Everything else is uncommon. And if you wanted a gun, all of them are rare or ultra rare. Exactly. Now, that doesn't stop the art in the book from having every single person uh, wielding cable levels of guns and being cybered up as if they were all mean machine from Judge Dredd. Yeah, there's... (laughs) There's no cybernetics in this. Where the fuck is that coming from? I don't know. I, I assume it's just that that was the art he could afford. Huh. He, was so, like, he just told someone, hey, post-apocalyptic, and they were like, all right. Yeah, so, cybernetics and football pads. You got it. Here we go, boss. Here we go. Here's a cyborg with uh, tires on his shoulder. That's mm-hmm. what you asked for. Pot on the head, naked otherwise. You got it. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. That's And he just went with that, and that's fine. Yeah. Eh, fucking goddamn. I mean, the art in this is garbage, but it's not like... It's better than the book is. The art, yeah. is, the art is... A lot of it's competent. A lot of it's photo editing, which is actually kind of fun to look at. Eh. Like, I didn't hate it, but it might. it's probably the best part of the book. Well, you probably only like it because it stopped you from having to read the book because you momentarily got to look at some dumb art. That's true. If it was in a better book, I'd probably grump you. But it's not like that, that You'd one... You'd probably rub me. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad as, say, for example, that one cyberpunk book where the art is done with dolls. Yeah, I the mean, dolls, or the ones where it's always the, like, what is this, my friend in a trench coat? Uh, yeah, that's fun. Wind filter twice in Photoshop so it looks kind of like it's drawing. Yay. Or how about, I did all the art in CGI, but it's 1988. <laughs> hey, guys, look <laughs> at this poser art. <laughs> this character's made of blocks and circles. It looks like a 3D Pac-Man pile. What, what's this? Uh, I have... The default human pack that came with my program, they're in T-pose and I can't get them out of it. Yeah, all of them look like screenshots from Clay Fighter. What what of it? <laughs> uh, the, the book also has uh, like an adventure in the back, but there's not really any villains or anything there's there is apparently a bestiary that they put out for this uh-huh yeah there's a couple books for this that that, that did exist yep so the interesting thing about this that i found out not meaning to do research just trying to find like a character sheet and that aforementioned uh prerequisites page uh right when dead earth was dying the writer was like hey everybody you got permission to reprint this i don't give a shit oh yeah, there's a huge section in the book about the rules for reprinting it yeah he didn't. He didn't give a shit. He was like, "Eh, this game's not doing very well, and it's not going to last." So he just kind of made it freeware. Yeah, he was like, "Look, guys, if you want to share this, go for it. I'm not making any money off of this anymore. So fuck it. Here you go." <laughs> On the one hand, that's noble and interesting, and it's kind of cool to see that an author tried something like that. Yeah, I mean, at least it means that there were a shitload of resources online. Mm-hmm. There was one guy who had a website up that was like, "Here's all the shit for Dead Earth, all of it." I mean, yes, it's noble and fascinating that someone did that. And there are other games where that's the case. Marvel Super Heroes role-playing does that. Uh, the old Phase Rip one. Like, the whole thing is just freeware. You can go get it online. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of fun. But, I mean, ultimately, in this case, it's kind of like if I walked around my neighborhood putting little free flags and all the dog turds. 
<laughs> if I were like, look how noble I am. Free dog turd. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, come on over, guys. I got a free dead cat. It's it's when you go and you're walking down the street and someone has put a chair that is broken and does not have a seat to it and they tape the little sign that says free. Mm-hmm. You're like, come on, man. Don't put your garbage out with a free oh, sign. Oh, yeah. I've got a neighbor who does that real bad. He left a fucking recliner on the, on the yard. Not even a free sign. Through several rainstorms, the damn thing had a hole in the seat where there was clearly visible poop. Like, wow. Like poop stains on the chair. He was like, just, uh, someone will take this poopy old chair with no seat and just a hole through the springs. Someone will take this chair that I turned into a toilet briefly. It was there for months. Wow. Just, and finally, people kept walking by and like upending it and like throwing it into, because uh, he, you know, he had it out on the curb, right? Like out yeah. on that, that grass section on the other side of the sidewalk. And people would come at night and pick it up and throw it into his yard on the other side of his fence. Good. Just every, and it would happen nightly. And I think finally they called someone to take the damn thing away. He's like, no, you can't hope that people want garbage. Although this guy did, and it's good, good on him. Good on him for thinking people wanted garbage. Uh huh. We did. Thanks for making this free so we could read it and review it and be real mean to it. Yeah, you, you looked into the future and went, oh, someday someone will want to rag on this real hard. I better make it free. <laughs> and we salute you, sir. <laughs> Thank you for your service, but not for your jokes. <laughs> Not for your game. <laughs> so, uh, John, what would you say is your favorite thing about Dead Earth? Oh, God. I mean, the general idea behind the radiation table I like. Okay, sure. I like a big-ass table. That's... I love big-ass tables. Like, I fucking <laughs> well, the... love them. Not just a big-ass table, but a big-ass table where there's a real chance that you might roll a big-ass. Yeah, it's a big-ass table. <laughs> the... I mean, like I said, well, only if you're playing feel, a woman. it feels like, you know, trying to do the whole Gamma World thing where you're like, hey, it turns out you randomly rolled and now you're a swarm of yetis. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. And in the same way, the concept of the D1000 is just like, hey, if you didn't have a character in mind, you're going to roll a bunch of weird radiation things and it's going to tell you what you are. Yeah, the difference being that in Gamma World, you're like, I'm a swarm of tiny yetis. That's rad and interesting. Where in this book, it's like... One of my testicles hurts. <laughs> That's what I rolled. What did you roll? Oh, I rolled a guy who's slightly melty and his head hurts and he's got pus coming out of his nose. Also, he's really good at acrobatics for some reason. <laughs> he's just walking around hoping RoboCop hits him with his car. Oh, yeah. Just every single day just being like, help me. That scene fucked me up as a little kid. I know. <laughs> So, uh, so okay, that's that's basically the only thing you can roll. So your favorite thing is the big-ass table, or at least the concept the of The concept of a big-ass table for character gen is great. Yeah. I love that. You? Uh, I, I don't know. I actually, I really didn't uh, like the, the setting of this. I hate grimdark nonsense. But yeah, I didn't ask you the, what you didn't like. No, no, I know. What I was going <laughs> to say is that the table really feeds into the grimdark, so I can't, I can't agree with you. Uh, I guess some of the powers on the table are at least kind of fun to read, like especially when they're not jokes; they're just dumb ideas. Uh, so, uh, shit, what am I gonna say? You gotta pick something, uh, my dude. Oh, uh, I, I hate all this book pretty much the same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, you know what your favorite thing should be What's that, that you can't determine your weight right out of the the gate. No, it's true. I do love that. I love that. It's like check table C one to see what your weight is. Okay, what's on table C one? It's a table for how old you are. Oh, okay. Well, where's the part on that table that's how how much you weigh? There isn't one. We fucked up. Yeah. Oops. Oh, you know what? Find the table in that online resource. I know what my favorite thing is, and this is going to sound mean, but it's honest. My favorite thing in the book is the specific uh, structure to every single typo in the book. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, you remember those? I do. That came up surprisingly a shitload. And they were all the same weird typo over and over again. Like, uh, like okay, so my character rolled an ability that gave him a compulsion on the radiation chart. Here's the way that he wrote the word compulsion. Uh, I'm going to try and just pronounce it. Com com pelsu. <laughs> C-O-M-C-O-M-P-E-L-S-U. Compulsion. Uh, you can go ahead and sit down, sir. What? What? It was right. It was in the book. <laughs> And every uh, time it's... Uh, Iridocyclitis. <laughs> every time, it's like his keyboard had a stutter. Yeah, because there are a ton of those in here where it's like he started to write a word and then stopped, got high, wandered off, came back, and then restarted writing the word again, yeah. and then got high and wandered off and didn't finish. I found the word aquaquiriar, which was a choir. Yep. It had to start with A-C-Q-A-C-Q, so aquaquiriar. <laughs> And I loved those. Every time I found one, oh, tro troubadoril. <laughs> that was supposed to be troubadour. But it added the it tro at the beginning and then ill at the end? <laughs> yeah, tro troubadoril with two L's. <laughs> oh, fuck. I kept find- There's like 50 of those in the book, and, and they're so much fun to find. Every time you find one, you're like, yay, I found Waldo in the, in the form of a weird, stuttery misspelling. The weirdest ones for me is when he restarts it, but it's in the middle of the word. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like... If compulsion was comp com mm-hmm. instead of com com, it'd be like comple com, <laughs> yeah. pull com, comple com elsu. <laughs> You're like, what? 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 Who? What happened there? <laughs> what? Who? Why? Like this can't have been an editing thing. Like, oh, when I went to go print this out, it did a weird thing. It has to have been you typed this, and I don't know how you make that mistake. No, I lo- I would love to know what he rolled on his radiation chart that makes him type like that. Normally everything's fine, but every once in a while you come across one of these words that's just like, whoops, we exploded. Oops, all letters. <laughs> and if he ran spell check on the damn thing, it was like com com pelsu. Yeah, that's a word. He's yeah, like, no oh, problem. Obviously. Yeah, that's 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 fine. That's the Dutch word for uh, fighting over the value of cribs. <laughs> Ah, yeah, that's, whoops. Yeah, the value of MTV Cribs. MTV's Cribs. <laughs> How much is DMX's house worth? A fucking bunch, I bet. A whole bunch? Yeah. And he's going to give it to you. <laughs> so, anyway, that, nice. That, that, <laughs> nice. Nice. So, so uh, that's, I'm gonna, I'm, that's honestly my favorite thing, because they brought me such joys. Good. Joys. Your Joyce. My Joyce. They it brought, me, brought such, me such James Joyce. They brought me so many thunder words. <laughs> Most of them almost were thunder words. Almost. Yeah. So uh, there you go. I managed to tie his dumb misspellings into Finnegan's Wake with your help, John. <laughs> with your help. <laughs> and I bet this dude also wrote a bunch of fart lo- love letters to his wife. I have to assume. Yeah. I love the smell of your fine farts. I am com com pelsu to smell them. <laughs> okay, so John, what's your least favorite thing? Uh, least favorite thing has got to be, within the chart, the... Really bad, like, sexist, shitty jokes that he put in there. One of the things you can roll on the chart is retarded. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just a bunch of things in the chart that's like, oh, you, you're you a eunuch now, and that means you're you're a dumb baby, and no one to, likes you. You have to go get the, the, the uh, unintelligent trait. If you're a woman, then you have to go get the flighty trait. Oh, yeah. That kind of thing. So, yeah, there's a lot of sexism just m- m- buried in there. It's uh, it's real bad. It's like, the, real bad. The individual options for the chart are just horrible. It's why I was so disappointed in it, because I love random rolling charts and getting stupid things and adding them to my character and trying to take disparate nonsense and make a character out of it. I love that shit. But so many of the options you would roll on this is like, 
oh, I'm very uncomfortable having read that. Mm-hmm. It's like if you bought an advent calendar. It's like December 1st, and you're like, yay, an advent calendar. I can't wait for a little piece of waxy chocolate every day each month. And then when you open up every single one of them, there's just a Gamer Gator in there. <laughs> just a little one. It's like just the Indian little... in the cupboard, but with an advent calendar and Gamer Gators. Little tiny guy. Excuse me, but you haven't read my entire opinion about Anita Sarkeesian. I need you to just debate me. <laughs> uh, can you please list every time you've ever played a video game so I can determine if you're a video gamer or not? <laughs> Uh, I believe that you do not uh, deserve life. Please debate me. <laughs> yeah, every single one. Oops, all all gamer gators. <laughs> God damn. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's that is my least favorite thing. Your least favorite thing. Uh, okay. There's a point when this guy was writing this book when he he realized that 99 percent of the time the characters you roll up suck and are dead. Yep. And his response to that wasn't to fix his fucking game, but to put in a rule that you can't keep trying. Yep. That's going to be my least favorite thing. I, I mean, it's fucking hilarious when you come across it. You can try, but three times, and after that, I, I guess you can't play this game. Yeah, when you put a hard limit on whether or not you can play someone's game, like, okay, you can die making a character in Traveler and, you know, some other nonsense. Traveler doesn't try and stop you from doing that, Yeah, though. but Traveler doesn't go, well, your character died. It's time for you to go home, Jerry. The rest of us are playing a game. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. You get to stop at Taco Bell on the way home. Actually, that's probably for the best. We're all going to play Dead Earth. You get to go to Taco Bell. Oh, shit. I feel I feel like I should probably have joined you. I'm instead. liberated. <laughs> I'm, I'm free. I'm free. I'm free to go to Taco Bell because it's Wisconsin, and that's the best Mexican food we have. <laughs> that's the only Mexican food we have. <laughs> so I'm going to buy a bunch of tacos and make them into a hot dish. Guys, I bought so many hard shell tacos. I went home, I crushed them up, I put them in a dish, and then I threw cheese on top of it. We're good to go now. Taco pie, we call it. We call it the good old taco dish. (laughs) I got it, Wisconsin taco deep dish. (laughs) Wisconsin taco deep dish. Bottom layer, crushed up hard shell tacos. Middle layer, uh, mayonnaise. Top layer, (laughs) cheese. Good. Also, there's tater tots in there. There's a there's a happy face made of tater tots. Well, I mean, top. at at the Wisconsin Taco Bell, tater tots just come in everything. <laughs> in every, so, I mean, also there's... the guy named Tater Tot who works at Taco <laughs> Bell comes in everything. I used when I was a kid, I had one of those books of weird laws that are still on the books, you know. And one of them was in Wisconsin, every meal that costs more than seventy five cents is required to be accompanied with at least three ounces of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not even... Okay, so here's the official... You guys, if you want looking for a chicken recipe, this is the chicken recipe for you. First, omit any chicken. Second, uh, take a bunch of hard-shell tacos from Taco Bell, crumble them up, put them at the bottom of a 9-inch glass di- uh, baking dish. Next layer, a, a thin layer of mayonnaise. Second layer after that, tater tots. Then, a layer of molten cheese. Finally, you need to reserve enough tater tots to make Garrison Keeler's face on the very top of the uh, of the hot dish. And then I sprinkle lightly with paprika, but make sure to leave a section off for all your family who thinks paprika is spicy. Yep. (laughs) Ooh, that's a little too much for me. Ooh, that's exotic. Ooh. Oh, my. A red powder? No, sir. Ooh. No, thank you. But if you have any ranch, I could dip it in. (laughs) And there's a recipe. (laughs) There you have it, folks. The chicken recipe. (laughs) The chicken recipe. You've been waiting forever, and there it is. Uh, and that's my least favorite thing, John, that gross recipe. I'm, I, I'm sorry, the fact that this game can can lock you out from playing this game. Yay. Would you play Dead Earth? Uh, no. No, I wouldn't. I it, Like, if I was going to come down and be like, I want to play a game sort of Dead Earth-ish, 
there are so many post-apocalyptic games that are better. I would play Game of World. It gives me the random roll thing, but then I can do good stuff. Mm-hmm. The only way I would play Dead Earth is if it was the actual apocalypse. <laughs> Everything is gone. The only thing that still exists is Dead Earth. No, it's just real now. Dead Earth is just real. That's the only way I would play it. I get sucked into it. Yeah. <laughs> like like book, Jumanji. <laughs> straight up Jumanji or Book Page Master. What was that one with Macaulay Culkin where he gets sucked <laughs> into books? That one. Yeah, it's going to be straight up a Jumanji situation for me. Please and thank you. Robin Williams is going to pop up. Ooh, haha. I've been here so long. I have four testicles. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, good. Thank you. There that's you what it. happens. That's what happens. That's how I would play this game. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. That's Dead Earth. That is indeed Dead Earth. And as we mentioned many, many times, we have bonus characters for this. Yeah, we're going to go talk about our bonus characters in the uh, in the bonus content right now. If you want to get in on that action, all you have to do is support us on Patreon. You get a better RSS feed that way anyway. Uh, it's got all of, our, all of our shows and the bonus content built right in and tailored to your level of bonus contentitude. Yep. If you give us a buck, you get the bonus content from this show, which includes the characters we make for these games. Two bucks unlocks the Star Wars bonus content as well, so there's all kinds of good shit for you there. Once again, patreon.com slash system mastery. five bucks unlocks the true meaning of Christmas. Uh, it does unlock something. You get to know what we're doing in advance. Ten dollars unlocks my pants. <laughs> Please, Although please unlock my pants. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Send for the royal locksmith. Go for a locksmith. <laughs> uh, okay, so so $5 actually does do something, and so does $10, but there are more new goals coming. More nude goals. More nude goals. We'll send you hot nudes. Hot nudes. N-O-O-D-S <laughs> nudes. Now, PayPal, both PayPal and Patreon really frown on that porn stuff, but this is my personal guarantee. I will send you two hot nudes a month that I will Google up personally. <laughs> Google they're, nudes. They're not going to be of me. What are you, crazy? <laughs> what are you, nuts? You don't want that. No one wants that. Ain't nobody want that. Who wants a close-up of my hairy boobs? <laughs> they don't have drawings on them, and I'm not Italian. You <laughs> 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 set <of> fun. <laughs> So, so stop by patreon.com slash system mastery for more of, you know, that. For, for more of, you know, this. <laughs> Otherwise, you can find our other shows at systemmasterypodcast.com, and you can find us to contact us at Twitter, Gmail, Facebook, Reddit, or our Discord, which you can find linked on uh, our, uh, is a, uh, I think it's a, what do we call it, a pinned link on our it Twitter. Is, it is pinned on the Twitter. So stop on by, and you can chat with like-minded folks about how annoying we are. <laughs> That's true. Come on in there and make complaints. If you're a patron, you can go into the patrons-only channel. Ooh, yeah. And the politics-only channel. Yeah. Because I had to stop that shit. Because Jesus Christ, stop fucking debating shitty politics. Yeah. This, this is our show. Why are you debating politics? We don't debate politics. What, is, what do you want? What is this? There's no debate. Everything's terrible. Everything is stupid. I hate it. Look, except my baby. She's great. <laughs> I hate everything except for Jeff's baby and communism. So there you go. <laughs> Sage is rad. <laughs> Sage is rad. Also, the Republic of Communism. The Republic of Communism. Guys, it's me. It's me. I've, I'm here to make Republic of Communism. I'd like to speak with you briefly about the island of Malatora. <laughs> okay. You, oh, I'm sorry. You don't know what that is, do you? No. Oh, the island of Malatora is a fake real country for furry types. It's it's a libertarian it's communism a fake utopia. Real yeah, it's one of those like online forum things where they're like, well, someday we're going to buy ourselves a private island, and the first thing we do when we buy that private island is genetic engineering to make anyone who wants to be a furry into a real furry, unless they want to be a robot dragon, and then we do that too. <laughs> I want to be a robot tiger. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why does Hess get to be a tiger? Only five feet tall. <laughs> Adrian Barbobots. <laughs> Chains will be like candy to her. <laughs> okay, that's enough uh, old C-Lab. Uh, thank you so much. So much for listening. We'll see you in a few weeks with more content. And then right away after that, because we'll be at Gen Con doing our live show. That's right, baby. Thank you and have a good week. 